Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday, January the 30th. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on this week's show, we talk to club captain Per Mertesacker about signing his new contract here at Emirates Stadium. We remember making the League Cup final in this week's history lesson and Adrian Clark is back with another dose of the chalkboard. But let's kick off as ever by taking a look back at the weekend's action with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, none other than Nigel Winterman joins me to reflect on a very good weekend for the Gunners and in particular, a very good weekend for Theo Walcott. Here is Danny Welbeck now. It's with Lucas Perez through towards Danny Welbeck once again. Looks to knock it back to Walcott. He cannot miss. Gets there ahead of the fullback. And Arsenal have got a third here and there's still 10 minutes to go before half-time. This is Oxlade-Chamberlain, right-hand side, coming forward, edge of the area, inside the box, looking to flick it for Alexis, can he keep it in play? Gets to the byline, looks to knock it back, and the shot finds the corner from Theo Walcott for four. Well, brilliantly done. Really good endeavour and skill and awareness from all concerned. Oxlade-Chamberlain and Alexis Sanchez involved, and Walcott with a pinpoint effort from inside the box that finds the corner. Gibbs is there once again, and eventually it's come for Lucas Perez. That's a terrific ball for Alexis Sanchez here. Alexis in between centre-halves. Theo Walcott calling for it. It's towards Walcott for the hat-trick. Theo Walcott buries that one and grabs his third on the return to the Arsenal starting side against his former club. It's another for Theo Walcott. It's another for Arsenal. Well, Nigel, great to have you on the show. And uh, as we were hearing, a great display from Theo. And on the whole, uh, a very professional job from Arsenal. Yeah, it's very uh, pleasing for Theo coming back into the team after his short spread out with an injury. Uh, it's always nice to come back in and score a goal, but uh, to get a hat-trick is the, is the perfect way, really, and uh, a good performance by him, but I've, I've got to say a lot of uh, top-class performances by Arsenal and a superb team performance. Were you surprised, Nigel, how easy they almost made it, given Southampton have done well in the EFL Cup, it was at home where they've got a strong record head-to-head and so on? Yeah, I was expecting a difficult game, particularly with Arsenal's results against Southampton over the last couple of seasons. They've proved very, very hard to beat. When I looked at the team sheets of both teams, um, discussing it in the studio, I think we were thinking that uh, 
if Arsenal could play well going forward, then they would win the game. And uh, I think it, it proved that overall, that uh, we are very resilient defensively, didn't have a great deal to do. But the transition from, particularly through midfield, Arsene Wenger talks about it a lot, from midfield through to the forwards, and then the finishing was just first class on the evening. So, really good performance from Theo, but also from Danny Welbeck as well. It's been such a difficult couple of years on and off with him with injuries, getting a couple of goals. Let's hear from the boss. Very impressed with Welbeck's display. I uh, didn't expect him at that level because uh, I knew that he worked very hard, but you never know how much uh, uh, efficiency that will be uh, to transfer that into a competitive game, you know. So, uh, I think... Uh, it was great to see that he hasn't lost his runs, he hasn't lost his finishing. And it shows as well that when you are able to transform that frustration of not playing into efficiency, you know, that's a special guy. You have always two fears. The first is that it takes him too long to get the decision making, you know. And uh, secondly, as well, that the player is scared to go into any contact. So when he made the runs and uh, was fighting with the defender, for me, that was uh, a very important moment for him. Nigel, Danny Welbeck, another huge positive to take from the weekend. Yeah, it certainly is. He's a player that I really like. Um, been very impressed with him since he's come to the football club. Just hope now that he can stay injury-free. I think up until this season where we played Sanchez up front, he's the one player that I really liked in the Arsenal squad, whether he started or whether he came off the bench, because I always talk about, uh, in my match day shows, about disturbing the opposition's uh, back line. And Danny Welbeck is one of those players that is willing to run in behind. He looks for the space in behind, uh, and that really puts uh, defenders from the opposition on the back foot. So... I've uh, been watching his progress coming back into the, into the team from this uh, from this latest injury, and I got to say his first goal was absolutely sensational. It was a quality finish. Really was, wasn't it? Bodes very well indeed. And also, Nigel, look at this wider strength in depth. So much has been said about teams rotating for the cup, making nine, ten changes each. The thing with Arsenal is Arsene Wenger changed a fair few, but the quality of what he's bringing in is so, so strong, isn't it? It almost kind of supersedes the idea of, of it being a weak inside in concept. Yeah, I think what you have to do in cup competitions is when you're making all these changes, I think it's very, very important uh, from my perspective when I'm looking at it is you don't throw a lot of the youngsters all in together. Uh, and you can talk about the amount of changes that Arsenal made, but a lot of those are what I would class experienced players. They, some of them might be slightly younger, but they've, they've played a lot of games for Arsenal. They've got that experience. And then really your younger players who are lacking that experience... Maitland Niles or uh, Adelaide were fitted into the to the equation. So, although there was a lot of changes, Arsenal had a lot of experience. And if you look at what Southampton did. I think that showed on the evening. Yeah, I think that's a really fair point and a good way to look at it. You mentioned Ainsley Maitland-Niles there. He's a, a youngster who in recent weeks in various positions has started to get some game time and, and hopefully take his chance. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, th I think all you can do as a, as a young player is you know you're going to get limited opportunity to get game time in the first team. But I think when you're training with the first team and then also when you get that game time is also to show the manager you know, what you're about, you know, be very, very impressive, be confident 
in what you're doing. And uh, he was very, very accomplished on the ball. Uh, but the bits I liked was he's defended in wide areas around uh, the edge of the box when he saw that a player was out of position. He was willing to cover that position and he didn't dive in. He stood on his feet. He got the blocks and the challenges in. And, uh, you know, I, I, he will be very, very happy with his performance uh, and he'll certainly be giving Arsene Wenger a little nudge saying, you know, I'm now ready to maybe be in the first team on a, on a regular basis, particularly into the squad. The next test on this will be when you come up what I call against top quality opposition in and around the area that you're playing in. That will be the next step for him. Yeah, and we'll see how he hopefully evolves the game when that happens. Uh, Nigel, your opposition obviously was left back, as we well remember with all the success that you and your teammates had there for so many years. But you've got Nacho Monreal, Kieran Gibbs, who's fit again and, and playing well and has for, for a good while either side of his injury for me. And let's not forget young Cohen Bramwell as well, born in from Hensford, got a little taste of Premier League 2, rapid, highly rated. Um, quite a healthy position, would you say, between those three? Well, but particularly, I think the young boy that's just come in, is it's a huge learning curve. You've got to grasp your opportunity. Uh, you haven't got to be frightened or apprehensive when you come into the club. Uh, we're going to see over the next couple of seasons his development to see where he's going to progress at Arsenal Football Club. The other two um, players in uh, Gibbs and Monreal have really been, although uh, Nacho has made the position I think he's own at the moment I think one or two people are thinking that uh, he hasn't been as consistent as last season I've got to admit I, I put him down last season as my most consistent player at the football club uh, I've got to say that it's probably not been uh, I think he would even agree as you know, consistent as he would like to be Kieran's come into the team on occasions but unfortunately picks, seems to you know maybe get two or three games and picks up an injury uh, from my understanding is that Kieran Gibbs is, and uh, you know I'm not watching them train so it's very very difficult uh, has got absolutely everything uh, needed to be a modern left back um, so he's got to you know make sure that uh, he uses everything that he's got in his locker room to just again say to the manager I want to be in that starting position of left back and I'm not going to be happy uh, if you like playing second fiddle to to, uh, to to Nacho but it's healthy competition that's for sure because if one has a little dip um, you've got to be there to snap up the opportunity to step in and say right that's going to be my position for a while now yeah, and for Kieran at 27, now no longer a young player, he's got to kind of grab that opportunity finally if he's going to, to be the regular first team starter. A couple of quick ones to finish, Nigel, if we can. Back to the FA Cup, 16 teams left, only eight from the Premier League. Yes, some quality ones, admittedly, but it's opening up, isn't it? And of course, Arsenal having won it twice in the last three years, uh, it's a competition they love at the moment. Uh, well, not only them, but I love it as well. So <laughs> I have done since a kid, uh, have done playing in it. Um, and you know, people say is the FA Cup being devalued uh, by teams changing their squad, rotating a lot. Um, not for me because I look at it very, very focused, and I say those top teams that uh, that rotate and get knocked out that makes the passage just that little bit easier for the team that you're playing for. So uh, let all those top teams keep rotating, and hopefully they get knocked out. Arsenal get a nice little home draw in the next round, and. Uh, then you say, I think when you get to the quarterfinals, you actually start to smell the FA Cup and think it might be your year. 
Wow, uh, that's what a smell. It, that's when it re- as a top team, I think that's really when it comes alive and you start to think, you know what, we've got a fantastic chance. But in saying that, I mean, there are some very, very big teams still in it. Um, you certainly wouldn't get want to at this stage with all the other teams in it as well. You wouldn't want to get drawn against a big team, uh, either high, home or away, really. You'd want to pick a team that's in the lower league at home. And that's not being disrespectful to them, but because 99 times out of 100, if you're, you, know, you know you're going to beat them. And as I let you go, obviously it's a massive week ahead for the club. We'll talk to Adrian Clark in detail about it in the chalkboard a bit later on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. But Watford at home, Chelsea away. Who knows how definitive these next five or six days may prove to be? Well, they're going to be um, they're going to be so so important for Arsenal. Um, that's for sure. Um, picked up really nicely after those. Um, Two defeats for Everton and Man City have really got themselves back. Some people say, well, the performance hasn't been of high quality, but you've got to make sure that you keep picking up those wins. Arsenal have done that, and firstly, they've got to defeat Watford. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's another must-game win. Uh, sorry, another game that they must win. And then uh, when you look at Chelsea, it's a game where I'm looking and thinking a win would be absolutely fantastic but it's a game that you certainly cannot afford to lose because uh, you, if, if you do lose that game, you're going you're gonna, to you know, push Chelsea so much farther away from yourself. So, you know, take Watford first, have to win. Chelsea, go with the intentions of winning, but whatever you do, do not come away with a defeat. Nigel, brilliant to have you on the show, my friend. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, thanks very much. German international defender Per Mertesacker's extended his stay at the club by putting pen to paper on a new deal. Here is the Gunners captain speaking to us about extending his stay at Emirates Stadium. Yeah, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Um, obviously, um, to have extended my contract with this club makes me really proud. And uh, it's a little bit emotional because because I'm, I was out for five months now, you know, and to get such belief and uh, trust in me um, makes me feel very humble and I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And uh, therefore, I'll make sure I do everything possible on a daily basis um, to do everything, to make every, everybody around me better, um, to use my experience as much, much as I can to make this ball club successful. And uh, therefore, I'm I'm working really hard to come back and to show that I'm still capable to do things on the pitch for this great football club. So, yeah, very pleased with that. It's an easy thing for, for footballers to say, I guess, in terms of, of making themselves look good in, in front of fans and stuff. But you've always come across as someone who has a genuine affection, not just for this club, but for the supporters, for, for the values of, of Arsenal as well. Yeah, I think that's just authentic. That's who I am. Um, to care a lot of our teammates, fans, to identificate with with us as a club um, is very important to me. And that is something that... 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Always was with former clubs of me. And there was always a link between me and Arsenal. Uh, when I was young, when I visited England before, so there was always a link with Arsenal. So it is genuine and it is, it is real. And so I'm very pleased with the manager's decision to keep me. And so I will just continue my hard work for this club to make, uh, to go forward and to make this club successful. And it deserves to be successful. And we have a good group and. Uh, I'm very convinced um, the way we are going right now. So I'm pleased that I fit and that others feel as well that I do fit. I know you've told this story a couple of times before about you and your brothers coming to England and you getting that Arsenal shirt and and keeping it. I was just wondering, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's not in your house here in London, but is that still your family home in in Hanover? Yes, I think it is framed. It is somewhere, it is in my office, in my hometown. So it will always be with me because that keeps me kind of aware that that it's kind of a, that circle, you know, what started like 15 years ago. And then being, being here with Arsenal as a player, this circle, you know, kind of was complete when I signed for this club. So that keeps me always aware of what journey I've been through and um, a lot of people who supported me in that to fulfill my potential plus to reach my goals and finally to, to wear an Arsenal shirt, not only as a fan, is something very special to me and that reminds me always of that. So I will always keep it framed and visible. And it's Adams, put through by Bold. Would you believe it? Or oh, Charlie George, who can hit him. Oh, the 
On the 31st of January 2007, Arsenal secured a place in the League Cup final by defeating Tottenham Hotspur 3-1 at Emirates Stadium, securing a 5-3 aggregate win. After Mido had sent the game into extra time, Jeremy Aliadier took centre stage. The captain rolls it along the turf to the Nielsen. Point outside hit. Nielsen's cross. Russia with an unorthodox header. has lost his footing, tries to improvise with a header at ground level and all it can do is squirm off him. He's a little unfortunate that Ali Adier, who seems to be making this tournament along with Baptista his own, comes up with the goods again. Arsenal went on to face London rivals Chelsea in the final at Cardiff's Millennium Stadium, eventually losing 2-1. We'll have another history lesson next week, but now it's time to look ahead to a double game week in the Premier League with our very own Adrian Clark. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, Adrian Clark joins us at the Chalkboard. Uh, Clarky, morning, mate. How are you? Morning, Russ. Yeah, very good. Very well, thank you. So I'm not there with you in person today. I've got to see a man about a dog. It's all right. I don't take it too personally, pal. Don't you worry. Now, our question on the Chalkboard this week. Arsenal have got two London derbies. Is it harder for teams from London to win the Premier League because of so many local matchups over the course of a season? In the past, I would have said yes to that because in the past I felt like London derbies were much more critical. They were the big games that the fans got worked up about, the players um, seemed to produce that little bit extra in. But I've got to say, in the modern game, it doesn't feel like every London derby is that much different to any other game. It's, it's almost as if the big six have created their own rotation of derbies whether they're you know it's Arsenal Tottenham but could, you know I, I see Arsenal v Man United Arsenal v City as being just as passionate the same with the Liverpool Arsenal games so in the past I would have said yes it is harder for London teams but these days no I think that if anyone says that it's a little bit uh, clutching at straws an interesting way to look at it. OK, so we've already been hearing from Nigel Winterman about what a massive week it is for Arsenal with the Watford and the Chelsea games. But Clarkey, for Chelsea, they, of course, go to Liverpool before they host the Gunners. So it's definitive potentially for them as well or close to it. Who knows? Huge week for Chelsea. And I guess that Chelsea's performance against Arsenal may be impacted by whatever happens at Anfield. Um, look, if they get six points from these two games, Chelsea then I think most people will be saying that they're going to run away with the league title this season. So, first of all, Arsenal won a favour from Liverpool and then they've got to do the business themselves at Stamford Bridge. I think it's a, it's a critically important week. The thing that is potentially in Arsenal's favour is that mentally there could be a little bit of fatigue there for Chelsea because I think no matter how poorly Liverpool have been playing of late, any game at Anfield is an intense experience and you wonder how much it might take out of them. Um, physically and mentally ahead of that Arsenal game. So, so hopefully Arsenal will have a nice easy game against Watford. Chelsea will have it really hard at Anfield and, and then maybe the, the momentum might be with Arsenal. And how do you see Arsene Wenger treating these two games in the space of, what, five odd days in terms of not necessarily squad rotation, but maybe just seeding one or two of his first team squad in and out across the two? Well, I think he will have been lifted by the fact that everybody played so well against Watford. Against Southampton, rather, it was it was outstanding. 
but people have stuck their hands up and said, look, if you want to rotate, if, if you're thinking about changing things, I'm ready, I'm good enough. So I think um, he may revise his lineup for the Watford game, which I think is winnable, even if Arsene Wenger does change two or three of his first-choice eleven. So it'll be fascinating to see what happens. On the flip side, and I know having spoken to Nigel Winterburn at the weekend, he feels you've got to take each match as the priority. So he believes that you've, you've got to go super strong against Watford, win it, get that job done, and then to go go the same against Chelsea. So I think that that is potentially the way that Arsenal Wenger will look at this one. Go strong against Watford, get the three points, and then worry about Chelsea after. OK, and then with Chelsea in mind, Chelsea switching to three at the back obviously happened at pretty much half-time as Arsenal were busy tonking them at Emirates Stadium and they've arguably never really looked back since they made that switch. And now Arsenal have got to play them for a, a full 90 minutes with this formation, which we've seen other teams try and employ against them since now. Yeah, I don't think Arsenal will be switching to three at the back, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I can't remember. Arsene Wenger playing with three at the back since his first season, actually, at Arsenal. He, he may, I may be wrong on that, but he did he did dabble with it for a while. But, um, yeah, it's always been four at the back since then. Look, Arsenal can't get too hung up on, on that system. Yes, Chelsea uh, have got it down to a fine art. They're very hard to break down. But as Spurs showed in the game at White Hart Lane, there are cracks there. And I think if Arsenal can move those three centre-halves around, drag them, away from the centre, uh, the, the penalty area, I really do believe that the, the holes will appear inside the box for midfield runners or for forwards to attack the ball. So um, I don't think we should be fearful of Chelsea in that particular system. Uh, it's just about finding a way to, to break them down within it. And, and that's definitely doable. Do you think this would need to be Arsenal's best performance of the season in any competition? There's been a couple of crackers already, but if they're going to down the Blues on their home turf? Yeah. Well, their best performance of the season was at home to Chelsea, and it's going to take a lot to better that, to be perfectly honest. They were absolutely outstanding in that game. Yeah, I do think they're going to need to raise their game because Chelsea have bounced back from that defeat at Spurs really, really well. They're playing solid football. They're scoring plenty of goals. They're, they're brimming with confidence. So, yeah, look, it, it is really, really tough for Arsenal. But they're capable. They've, they've shown it already. It's only 11 players. It, it, won't, it will be a very similar 11, no matter which shape they line up in Chelsea. It'll be a very similar 11 player that will, that will face Arsenal at Stamford Bridge. Nothing to be scared of. I think, personally, I would like to see a repeat of, of the approach in that game. It was, it was high tempo. It was energetic. And we had Alexis up top that day with a real all-out pace attack. And I think, as well as Olivier Giroud has done, and he's done brilliantly in recent weeks, I would be severely tempted here to go with Alexis up front and, and two flyers either side of him and go with what works so well. Even though they played a back four at Emirates Stadium, it can still work against the back three. I'd argue it would work even more effectively against the back three to go with that movement with that attack that's quick nimble and full of movement so let's see what the manager does interesting two very quick ones to finish head-to-head -head battlegrounds please for both arsenal watford and arsenal chelsea what would you pick for each oh goodness me um i think against watford you've got to be looking at um one of the strikers up against the center half i think you've got well, who have they got Watford? They, they tend to rotate i, I looked at that cup game in, uh, at the weekend uh, Britos played, Kabul played, 
I think Kabul will probably play in this particular game. Um, so I would expect Olivier Giroud having had a rest. So Giroud against Kabul, yeah. I think, is a really good matchup in the game at Emirates Stadium. Arsenal will need to get you know feed plenty of crosses into the box in that game against Chelsea. It's such a difficult one. There, 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 there are eleven fascinating duels all over the pitch in that. Don't one. give us the all. We haven't got time. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at Mustafi against Costa or, or Koscielny against Costa. They did so well in that match in North London in the way that they were aggressive and hostile with him. Will they do it again? Can they do it again? If they can, I think they can keep him just as quiet. Okay, and in a sentence, how do Arsenal leave the week with six points? <laughs> well, against again, well, let, let's concentrate on the Chelsea game. I think I think play their normal game against Watford and, and be clinical, and they'll dispatch them. I'm, I'm not impressed by Watford. I think we can beat them quite comfortably. As for Chelsea, you go with controlled aggression. You squeeze the space for Costa, Hazard, and Willian and Pedro to play in, and going forward, you play with speed and movement do all those things put it all together we can't we won't just draw at Stamford Bridge we can win that game okay Clarkie thank you very much indeed for that and I'm delighted to say wearing a very comfortable sweater possibly a Christmas sweater looking very homely the Arsenal Weekly podcast editor Liam Roberts joins us in the studio Liam well, I'm merging in with the green screen. That's what it is. Like uh, it. Yeah. It's, uh, and Clarky, I'm in your seat today because you can't be here. So uh, I've enjoyed that conversation <laughs> from your seat. It's all a bit weird having Liam in Clarky's throne. Um, <laughs> it is a throne, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Imperious and Imperial, what have we got? Um, so last week, I wanted to know how many goals in the whole tie Arsenal-Southampton. You both thought it would be decided on the day. You're both right. Um, Clarky, do you remember what you went for? I think I went low. I think Russ went first with four-ish or something. I think I went two. You said two. Russ actually said three. So oh. neither of you got it right, but Russ, you've stopped the bleeding. Stop the rot. So 18 points to Clarky, 13 to Russ. He's on the comeback, I think. Hashtag stop the rot. <laughs> nice. Um, so this week, I thought we'd go double game week. Um, I want to know which Arsenal player will score their last goal of the week. So, so Arsenal's last okay. goal of the week. Will it come in the Chelsea game? Will it come in the Watford game? But last goal scored for Arsenal this week. Who's first? Right. Who's going first? Is it me to go first? It's Clarky first this Ooh. week. Well, I'm going to hedge my bets, I think, on this one um, and go with Alexis. I have to, because he, I, I don't think Arsenal Wenger will be taking him off. Um, he might take him off against Watford, I guess. But um, I'm, I'm still expecting Arsenal to score at Chelsea. We, we're banging in goals for fun on our travels. So I'm going to say that Alexis will score at Stamford Bridge um, and um, hopefully the winner. I am going to say that Arsene Wenger listens to you, Clarkie, and starts Alexis in that game. But with about five minutes to go, it's still in the balance. It's possibly a draw. Alexis gets dropped into that attacking three. Giroud comes off the bench and scores another dramatic, dramatic late winner. So I'm going to say Olivier Giroud. But either would be a win, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think we'd take either. Uh, Clarkie, great work. When can we hear or see you again? Well, I'm on CoCom duty on Tuesday night for the Watford game. Looking forward to that. Hopefully, be lots of goals to describe. And I'm back on Saturday at lunchtime uh, hosting the Match Day show. What a show it could be. And I'm, I'm desperately hoping that Arsenal, um, well, win at Stamford Bridge and turn this title race on its head. We shall see, gentlemen. Thank you very much.
Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Per Mertesacker, to Nigel Winterburn, and to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, leaving us a five-star review in the process. You can find us on Acast as well, so you'll never have the excuse to miss another episode. We're back on Monday, the 6th of February. And until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.